Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life for the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 49. O oh, hear ye this, all ye people, ponder it with your ears, all ye that dwell in the world. High and low, rich and poor, one with another. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall muse of understanding. I will incline mine ear to the parable, and show my dark speech upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when wickedness at my heels compasseth me round about? There be some that put their trust in goods, and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. But no man may deliver his brother, nor give a ransom unto God for him. For it cost more to redeem their souls, so that he must th let that alone forever. That he shall live alway, and not see the grave. For he seeth that wise men also die and perish together, as well as the ignorant and foolish, and leave their riches for other. And yet they think that their houses shall continue forever, and that their dwelling places shall endure from one generation to another, and call the lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not, seeing he may be compared unto the beasts that perish. 
This their way is very foolishness, yet their posterity praise their saying. They lie in the grave like sheep. Death is their shepherd, and the righteous shall have dominion over them in the morning. Their beauty shall consume in the sepulchre and have no abiding. But God hath delivered my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Be not thou afraid, though one be made rich, or if the glory of his house be increased. For he shall carry nothing away with him when he dieth, neither shall his pomp follow him. For while he lived, he counted himself an happy man. And so long as thou doest well unto thyself, men will speak good of thee. He shall follow the generation of his fathers, and shall never see light. Man that is in honor but hath no understanding is compared unto the beasts that perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 25th verse of the second chapter of the book of Daniel. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of, of your head upon your bed were these. As for you, O king, thoughts came to your mind while on your bed about what would come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will be. But as for me, the secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than anyone living. But for our sakes who make known the interpretation to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O king, were watching, and behold a great image. This great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and his form was awesome. This image, his head, was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the 21st chapter of the book of Acts. Now it came to pass that when we had departed from them and set sail, running a straight course, we came to Cus, the following day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. And finding a ship sailing over to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had sighted Cyprus, we passed it on the left, sailed to Syria, and landed at Tyre, for there the ship was to unload her cargo. And finding disciples, we stayed there seven days. They told Paul through the Spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. When we had come to the end of those days, we departed and went on our way, and they all accompanied us with their wives and children till we were out of the city. And we knelt down on the shore and prayed. When we had taken our leave of one another, we boarded the ship, and they returned home. And when we had finished our voyage from Tyre, we came to Ptolemaeus, greeted the brethren, and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea, and entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied, and as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns a spelt, and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when we would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The will of the Lord be done. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is Thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. 
O God, who has prepared for those who love thee such good things as past man's understanding, pour into our hearts such love toward thee, that we, loving thee above all things, may obtain thy promises, which exceed all that we can desire, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In our first lesson here, we read about Daniel being brought before King to interpret his dream and get into the interpretation a little bit more tomorrow night, I believe. Um, but the, the, the basic idea is, is that the king sees this dream with this image made of different kinds of metals, which represent then Babylon and then the nations and that will succeed Babylon in her ruling. But then from there in this dream, Nebuchadnezzar sees this stone cut without hands or without human hands that comes and knocks this image over. And then it became like chaff from the summer threshing floors, the wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. I think what this kind of points out to us or what it wants us to see is that things that seem like, according to the kind of contemporary worldview, as the random succession of various nations is actually then God's providential hand at work. That's the thing, the stone is cut without human hands. That is, God is divinely orchestrating things in such a way then to bring about his purposes. And that's a challenge into how we typically view things. Uh, we kind of separate and put kind of God into a different category as politics or whatever it might be. But either way, either if God is directly doing something, directly willing something, or permitting something to happen, he's still then the one who is providential and in control of all of this. So that even the greatest nations of the world and uh, what would be perceived by many to be full of splendor and full of all this glory, really in an instant by the power of God could become just like chaff that you know it goes on the threshing floor. So it just challenges our worldview in terms of how we interpret that which is going on around us. And then in our second lesson, I find this interesting. So we have this prophecy. And the thing about this prophecy of the, the difficult times that await for Paul ahead in Jerusalem, is to see immediately that there are different interpretations of what this means. I mean, it speaks kind of on an, on an aside to the, the need for interpretation with these kinds of things, with these kinds of direct revelations. Because everyone around Paul then looks at this and says, okay, Paul, this is evidence then that you should not go to Jerusalem. But Paul sees in this actually the opposite. He almost sees it as a sort of confirmation, we could say, that this is indeed what awaits him and he's willing to go and to do that. You know, it's interesting then oftentimes our perception of Christianity, 
or our practice of our religion is one in which we, I think we do this even without even realizing it on a subconscious level, um, but sometimes it's on a conscious level too, where we think then that it will be a path then that will avoid difficulty, one that will take us out of difficult circumstances. And so we see our faith, we see our prayer as a means through which then we can try to then gain control of our circumstances and then change them in a particular way then so that we avoid difficult things, that we avoid hard times. But it seems like Paul gives us a different vision of this here. He gives us a vision of not running away from difficulty, but rather entering into it. And you have to think, I stop and ask myself, well, what is it that Paul had that could enable him to receive a prophecy like this, that knowing what lied ahead of him, he could still go into it with that sort of confidence. And I think it has to be, the reality is that we often do put our faith in our particular circumstances. We think that our, ultimately our sense of safety then is dependent on what is going on around us. But there's a challenge there. And the challenge or the, al the alternative way of looking at that is that our safety does not come from what our particular circumstances might be, whether they're good or bad, but our safety comes from the reality that God is with us in those difficult circumstances. So it has to be that. If then we know that no matter what we go through, no matter what difficulty we're going through, that God is with us and that his providential hand is working, that is what indeed what gives us a peace which then goes and passes all understanding. That's what enables us to live life in its reality, which is very hard at times, knowing then that God is with us in all things. That's what gives us that ultimate safety. And ultimately, it's what makes us okay, no matter what happens. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. And take a second and call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Then down thy blessings temporal and spiritual, on all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all her in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, and minister to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thanks, everyone. We have a good night. Thanks, Father Kevin. Night, everybody. Great meditation, Father. I can do it.